Hello, friends. Welcome to the Lug Life Podcast. My name is Adam. My name is Sherry. Sherry Beth, what episode is this? The Baker's Dozen. Nope. It's number 13. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Every episode, I say a Baker's Dozen, and when we finally get to the actual Baker's Dozen... This is the actual Baker's Dozen. I'm not going to say it. Nope. Because I'm a pain. Yeah, you are. You guys, I'm going to throw this out there from the beginning of this episode. I'm going to make a very bold claim. Sherry, you ready for this? Okay. I genuinely believe this has the potential to be the most important podcast that we have recorded. I might agree. Yeah? Uh, Yeah. This is one of those topics that, to me, every single person I feel like will be able to relate with. um, Yeah. But that for whatever reason, we just don't talk about. Correct. Sherry Beth, what are we talking about today? We're talking about crises of faith. Especially with all the things you've been going through. Yes. This is a podcast that we wanted to record, um, but we wanted to wait for the right time. Yeah, we came up with this idea a couple of weeks ago. And um, honestly, even just like talking about the idea of doing a podcast on this, um, I I couldn't get through without crying. Yeah. <laughs> but at the same time, we wanted we wanted to do it when we were still in the middle of it. Um, but it was but a little too raw. It was too so. raw. Mm-hmm. Yep. We didn't want to wait to get on the other side when everything's like butterflies and puppies. Right. We wanted to have like, honestly, just a really honest conversation. Right. Um, about crisis of faith, going through hard things, wrestling with God. Um, like, where does your faith intersect like some of the crappiness of life? Right. So we are going to talk all about that today. Yes, we are. Sherry, are you excited about this conversation? Uh... Yeah, I, well, I'm excited for the outcome of the conversation. Does that make sense? It actually makes total sense. Yeah, uh, the conversation itself is, I think, going to be hard, and I can't guarantee that I'm not going to want to cry sometimes. I also can't guarantee we're not going to curse. Correct, so because this... as we were kind of discussing it, there were a lot of cursing. And so I would just say, like, <laughs> no, that this might not be the most family-friendly. We're going to try. Which is really funny, because, like, what we're talking about is faith. <laughs> but I think that that's just the reality of what it means to have a crisis of faith and to go through, like, really hard times and, mm-hmm. and believe that God is big enough to wrestle with. Right. Um, so let's give a little bit of backstory for people who may be tuning to the podcast who don't know kind of what you've been going through. Yep. Uh, walk us through the last few months. Uh, so in, in a brief nutshell, I had an allergic, allergic reaction to a medication and, um, it manifested in a rash, um, kind of all over my body, like spots, just a psoriasis kind of rash. Um, and that was mostly dealt with and taken care of by the end of December. Um, and came back with a vicious vengeance mm-hmm. um, early January. So I think I had probably a week and a half or so of okayness, and it then it just came back, like, full force and horrible. Really, really, really bad. And I, I want to add one thing, because I think that, and we've used this word through this whole journey, rash, and I honestly feel <laughs> like that minimizes what you dealt with. It wasn't just a rash. It was um, even the stuff in December, like, you know, kind of looking back at pictures, I was just like, I wish that, like, the worst of that was the worst of what I'm dealing with now. Yeah. Um, and the worst of that would be, like, the best of what I'm dealing with now. Yeah. And the reality <laughs> is, is that this is the kind of thing, and our doctor, one of the very first things she said to us is that, like, this is a life-threatening thing. Right. This is the kind of thing that some people don't make it through. This is, like, this is significant. A large number of people are hospitalized. Yeah. Um, and so this is... To call it a rash does feel like it minimizes the severity of what you went through. Correct. Um, I mean, there were a lot of days. Going through. Go, going through, yeah. <laughs> it's going not through. done yet. That's right. Uh, there were a lot of days when, honestly, moving, getting up out of a chair to go to the bathroom or brush your teeth or get water or anything mm-hmm. 
felt like an insurmountable task. Yes. Um, so I have had chronic pain my entire life, and that's related to my Ehlers-Danlos syndrome, which is a whole nother thing but is contributing to this. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I'm kind of always in pain, and I, I will say, um, even with, like, broken bones and, um, you know, other horrific things that I have dealt with throughout my life, um, this has been some of the worst pain I've ever been in. So let's talk a little bit about the role that faith has played Mm-hmm. Um, through this. First of all, give us like a little backstory. Like give us like, like what is faith to you? Like what does your faith journey look like? Okay. Uh, well, I grew up in um, the Midwest. In... <laughs> Honestly, you can just like end right there and we all kind of get it. No, I got it. Okay. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, yeah. So, you know, grew up in Bible Belt and, um, you know, faith has always been important to me. Um, my relationship with, with God, with Jesus has always been important to me. Um. And I think that for a a long time, um, it was kind of, it was what was told to me Mm -hmm. and I was told what to believe. Um, And I think, you know, in in a previous uh, podcast, you had mentioned like one of the things that you admired about admired about me was that i um or maybe it was in a vlog was that i question everything yeah um and i think that's it i've always questioned everything um to the detriment of a lot um but um i think just in the last probably decade or so i've like truly questioned what is it that i actually believe yeah and digging into the bible for myself and not just saying oh well my pastor says this is what this means and so i'm just gonna blindly follow um, like for me to actually like dig in and be like, what do I actually believe this is saying? Yeah. It wasn't enough for you to have been raised in the church. It wasn't enough for like your family to have had a faith. Right. Like if this wasn't a faith that made sense to you, you were going to scrap it. Right. And so, yeah, like actually, actually figuring out what is it that I actually believe. Yep. Um, and so really I would say like in the last decade or so, I think my, my own personal faith has actually grown quite a bit. Um, just because I actually, I I have wrestled with what is it that I believe. Um, and so I think through all of all of this, um, I think this is really not the first time I've really had like a crisis of faith, but I think this is the biggest. Yep. Um, this is this is the, the biggest and I think the hardest. And um, I think really like the the crisis that I, it's not even just a crisis, like it's it's full on just like wrestling with God and yeah. like. Um, truly, like, do I believe that he is actually good in the midst of all of this? And I'm, I'm, I'm not sure yet. <laughs> well, yeah. And, and, that, and, and honestly, this is one of the reasons we wanted to have this conversation now is that I think one of the dangers is you get through something and you look back on it and all of a sudden, like, you're kind of looking back on it through, like, you've seen the conclusion, you've seen, like, the, the way things are finished. I think there's help, health in having this conversation in the middle of the wrestling, yeah, and, you know, part of it, like, part of why I didn't want to do this a couple weeks ago was that it was just very, very raw, and um, I, you know, like I said, I, I really did want to just, like, cry at everything, um, which is not super conducive to talking, because <laughs> when I cry, I, like, that, it overtakes everything. Um, so, talking it through is, was going to be really hard, but I also, you know, I, even right now, like, I'm struggling a little bit with wanting to talk about it, because I just don't want to be one of those people who is just like in the dark times like it's just like you know god doesn't exist and god doesn't care and and you know and then oh things are looking better so J- jk like we're, we're we're best buddies again you know i don't i don't want to be that kind of person yeah and so even now that like i'm kind of be 
being able to look back and kind of see where God has been in some of this, like, it still just makes me want to question why I was in that super dark place to begin with and like what put me there and am I actually out of it? I don't, I don't actually think I'm out of it yet, but. Well, this is one of the things that I, I like and that like it's been, and I, fun is a weird word to use, but it's been <laughs> interesting to watch you wrestle with this because you, you didn't want to fall off either end of this. Like you didn't want to be one of those people that was just like, I'm done with God forever. I don't believe he exists. Like you, you didn't, give up your faith Mm -hmm. but at the same time you also didn't want to fall into the thing that i have seen the most which is like just these feel-good christian platitudes like oh you're just going through a hard time and like like god's gonna redeem this for his good and everything the evil one you know what i mean Mm -hmm. and just like you weren't willing to go there where just like you lied about how you were feeling yeah and you know, I've had a lot of friends, um, and if you're listening to this, please do not feel bad, but, like, you know, there was so many people who would, like, send me worship songs or send me Bible verses or, you know, you know all these things that are, like, I, you know, I heard this wonderfully uplifting song. Even Adam actually played the song for me mm-hmm. and was just, like, you know, I really feel like this is kind of what you're going through. And I was, like, that's complete crap. Like, mm-hmm. you know, it's all about how God's going to rescue you and everything's going to be okay. And I was just, like, that is not where I'm at. Like, I do not believe that God is going to rescue me out of this. Yeah. Um, he has the ability to, and he's choosing not to. Well, and I think that that was one of the things that that we had talked about. And this, actually, this is the question I want to ask you, Sherry. So tell us what the crisis of faith like. What did it look like for you? Because you grew up in the faith, grew up in the church. Um, you, like, have this faith, but then all of a sudden, like, you go through this health issue. You know that this God you've believed in has the ability with the snap of his fingers... He doesn't to, even have to snap. He can just do it. Like, the, to, to take all of this away. And <laughs> right. even if he doesn't take it away, just, like, give me some relief. Right. Because I had about two months with zero relief. And, yeah. So, it's, like, literally nothing. And you knew that, like, there were people around the world praying for you. Mm-hmm. Yet, God's completely silent, completely, like, gone. Right. What did that, like, what were your, like, feelings in the middle of that? Well, and I, that, it's just, it's so hard for me. And that's where I think this is a good time to do this because I'm not completely out of it yet. Yep. Um, I am still healing. And like I said earlier, like, I can kind of see where he has been in the midst of some of this. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's still, like, he still has the ability to just make this go away. And he's yep. still choosing not to, yeah. which just makes me angry because I'm still uncomfortable and in pain and... Um, tired so so tired and yeah. you know he's still just like absent like yeah. he has i still feel abandoned so so what like what does that do to you like what is where's the crisis of faith in that um ugh, i just i think it's just it's so i don't know and i i don't know how to explain i think like but i think it's and i don't even know if it's really a crisis of faith i don't i i think it probably is but i think that it's um and I, I mentioned this earlier when we were kind of discussing this. I think just the fact that I'm willing to push back yep. and continue to question God and, you know, just be like, where are you in this and why are you choosing to abandon me? Um, I think that is actually good. I mean, I think that that yeah. means that I haven't actually lost my faith. That's right. Um, and so I think, you know, he, I think he's big enough to handle it. You know, Jacob like literally wrestled with God. Um, and I think that, you know, he, he can handle it. Like if I think, you know, if you're, if your God is 
only your God when everything is happy and wonderful, um, your God's pretty small. And yeah. so I think that he's big enough to handle this. And I think, you know, I'm going to get on the other side of this and I think my faith will be stronger. I'm just not there yet. I'm still in the questioning, like, why are you allowing this to happen to me? You say you love me. This does not feel like love. We've been talking a lot about the Psalms. Yes. Um, because I think that the Psalms are one of those things that like, I don't know, we... If you're raised in the church, which I wasn't, you were, mm -hmm. um, the Psalms are one of those things that like, there are some that you talk to like touch into. It's like, it's like the Lord is my shepherd. It's like, we'll talk about that all day long. Oh, sure. We love that. And one. all the Psalms that are turned into these, into these wonderfully happy, um, worship songs. Beautiful. Right. But. But you don't, you don't listen to, you know, there's no songs about what Psalm 88. Yeah. So that's, I actually wanted to read <laughs> this because this is one Sharon and I were talking about earlier. Um, Psalm 88 is known as the darkest Psalm. Mm -hmm. And. It's really interesting because, like, if you believe that the Bible is, like, the inspired word of God, that everything is in there, is there for a reason. Mm -hmm. um, like, I think that this verse, uh, or not this verse, this chapter, and it is a little bit long. It's 18 verses. I'm going to read it all. But, and then we're going to talk about this because, like, this is where, like, Sherry's been. Yes. Right? Yes. And so it's like, because Like, they, they put my thoughts into, <laughs> they put my, my tangle of thoughts and just this crazy chaotic tornado that's happening in my mind into an actual like poem and this is the kind of thing like growing up in sunday school there was never like a felt board jesus about this chapter <laughs> no right there's n nobody's ever made a veggie tales on psalm 88 right right and so here's what it says is uh it starts off with like it's interesting and we'll talk we'll talk touch on this mm -hmm. it starts off with like almost like this reminder to himself right it says lord you are the god who saves me day and night i cry out to you May my prayer come before you. Turn your ear to my cry. And then things change. <laughs> and then the truth. <laughs> and then the truth. It says, I'm overwhelmed with troubles and my life draws near to death. I am counted among those who go down to the pit. I am like one without strength. I am set apart with the dead, like the slain who lie in the grave, whom you remember no more, who are cut off from your care. You have put me in the lowest pit, in the darkest depths. Your wrath lies heavily on me. You have overwhelmed me with all of your waves. You have taken me, my closest friends, and have made me repulsive to them. I am confined and cannot escape. My eyes are dim with grief. I call to you, Lord, every day. I spread out my hands to you. Do you show your wonders to the dead? Do their spirits rise up and praise you? Is your love declared in the grave, your faithfulness in the destruction? Are your wonders known in the place of darkness, or your righteous deeds in the land of oblivion? But I cry to you for help. In the morning, my prayer comes before you. Why do you reject me and hide your face from me? From my youth, I have suffered and been close to death. I have borne your terrors and am in despair. Your wrath has swept over me. Your terrors have destroyed me. All day long, they surround me like a flood. They have completely engulfed me. You have taken from me friend and neighbor. Darkness is my closest friend. It's like, it's like, yeah, hey, sing that worship leader in your tight pants. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and I mean, honestly, like we were kind of talking, like, where is the lament of like people deal with crap all the time? Like, I'm not the only one going through a really hard time. No, sure. And I was saying that like churches should have lament services Yeah. where like you can just show up when 
like life really sucks. And it's those kinds of songs. Like, you know, you have completely abandoned me. Mm-hmm. Your wrath has put me here. Like you have placed me in this pit and you're doing nothing about it. Well, that's one of the things that I, <laughs> and this is sound weird. That's one of the things I like about this Psalm. Yeah. It, what it feels so relatable to me is it is so accusatory. Yeah. You have done this to me. You're not healing me. Like you've put me here. You have ruined me. You've taken everything that is good. Like, and you're not doing anything. Darkness is my closest friend. Not you. Not you. Darkness. Darkness. (laughs) And honestly, like that feels really relatable. It really, really does. And there's something that, I don't know. Actually, let me ask this. Is there something comforting about that? Yes. Um, And it's, you know, it's weird, but it's, it really is like, okay, I am not the only one who has dealt with this. Like, I'm not the only one who has felt completely abandoned by this God who says he loves me. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah, totally. That, I mean, there, there is comfort in that. Like other people have gone through this and they've made it through. So one of the things we don't want to do is kind of what I, what I talked about earlier is you don't want to go like Christian platitudes, right? right? And just like, oh, God's like... Everything's going to work out for the good. It's going to be okay. Yeah. Because I don't feel like that's true right now. Yeah, totally. So what does... I'm trying to think of how to word this. Um, Where in the journey do you see this going? Like, where do you see... Obviously, you don't know the end of the story. Like I said, you're still in the middle of it. But Mm -hmm. like, where in the journey are you? What are you kind of seeing happen faith-wise? Um... I, I do see, kind of being able to look back for the last three months, um, I, I can see where I think he has been, yeah. God has been, in the midst of all of this. Can we talk about a couple of those things? Because I, so, and obviously I have been experiencing this in a different way. Yep. Right? Like, you're physically going through it. I don't want to even say secondhand, because you have been dealing with this firsthand as well. Sure. And so, like, I've had a lot of like moments because i remember again every two hours waking up and like like putting lotion on and like the whole time putting lotion on sherry just like praying right weeks and weeks and weeks where we didn't get any more than two hours of sleep at a time and just praying the whole time putting lotion on right just like you're putting lotion on our skin it's like what a perfect time to just like be praying and literally just praying like god have mercy Mm -hmm. like have mercy like i remember that was like the word that i prayed the most was just like mercy right and nothing and just nothing like yeah. nothing and honestly like i'm gonna be real honest right here a lot of my prayers were like if you actually care at all yeah give me some relief anything yeah. anything at all and nothing and just complete silence totally <laughs> cool 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 thanks guys yeah hey thanks <laughs> hey you're, you're really being great right now oh so no no you don't care at all cool yeah. okay perfect that's just that's all i needed to know yeah thanks for thanks for showing up <laughs> appreciate that guess i'll just guess we'll just buy more cerave lotion since you're not gonna do your job right yeah um and so so we'd wake up and and going through this for for me uh kind of watching sherry it's been um it's obviously been different for me um but i'm curious sherry mm-hmm. where has god worked because on an instagram live the other night i was talking about what the journey's been like and it was the first time in three months that I kind of had almost like, I don't want to say like an aha moment, but it was almost like a, oh, like maybe there were times that it really felt like you were being a pretty shitty God, but <laughs> yeah. maybe like you had gone prior in some stuff. Yeah. Um, so I think for me, um, just the, the kind of things that like, okay, so I have dealt with psoriasis my entire life. Mm-hmm. Um, and there are things that I know I have to do. Um, when I am having a psoriasis flare, I have to keep it moisturized. Um, and just the extent of this, because it did cover 
I mean, my entire body, yeah. head to toe. Um, it, it was, you know, much more, it was so much worse. And so I really, really, really just had to keep it moisturized. And so kind of, you know, fairly early on, um, well, not even, I guess we were probably five or six weeks into like the worst of it mm-hmm. before we, we would literally set our alarms so that we, I mean, 24 hours a day, every two to three to four hours, depending on how it was doing that day, um, we would, we would completely lotion my, me like head to toe. Yep. Um, and just that, I think, really actually helped. Um, the some of the medications that I was on from the get go, um, that were doing absolutely nothing to actually help this, uh, just make me thirsty. Yep. Uh, and so I, I've been drinking a lot of water, which you historically do not. Drink I historically at all. Ha- hardly ever drink water. Like, and I know it's terrible, but like I, I'm just it just doesn't occur to me. <laughs> um, but this, like, I was actually just thirsty all the time, so I was just guzzling water all the time. And, um, you know, then really once we got the diagnosis, kind of being able to be like, oh, okay, so the reason that people are hospitalized is dehydration, and yeah. because these, um, because it gets the the rash for lack of a better word just gets so dry that it splits open and those get infected and um and that's the thing that's the thing that led to death that's, in most cases right those are the things that lead to death this is dehydration and the these infections yep um and so really i mean before we even knew what this was i had been putting things like practices in place that were preventing this my my skin did still split and mm-hmm. i mean all over um but we were taking care of them, keeping them clean because they hurt like hell. And they, so, I mean, I was constantly keeping them clean and keeping them moisturized. And so that, you know, trying not to get to the point where it did split. Um, but then another thing, Sherry, even we're talking about this, like even your EDS. Yes. Even, even with my EDS there, I think that there, uh, I, I think that it, it's kind of helped with this because mm-hmm. um, it just, the EDS makes my skin very stretchy. And so my skin is just naturally stretchier than most people's. Yep. And so I think that the fact that really, like, I still got splits, I think, kind of um, talks to how bad this was. Yeah, totally. But the fact that I, I it, they weren't as bad as they maybe could have been. If you wouldn't have had EDS. If my skin was so tight. Like, yeah. I just, you know, I think even like, you know, your skin I think that if it was pulling the way that mine was, yeah, you would have it would have just ripped. Which is where the infection happens. Which is where these which infections where, happen, right? Yep. And so I think, um, you know, even just like my EDS, which is just the cause of all kinds of problems, might have actually been a blessing in some of this because my skin naturally had more give. Yeah. Um, and so maybe I didn't split as much or as bad as I could have. Yep. And so there were things that there were things that could have made this, even though this was and still is been horrible and dangerous and dangerous Mm -hmm. there are things that maybe made this better than it could have been yes because i have not had to be hospitalized for anything totally um but then one thing also is even looking forward as far as like what could happen in your quality of life because of this diagnosis right so with this diagnosis i was then made eligible for these um, injections, mm-hmm. which 
will supposedly, <laughs> um, and honestly, I say supposedly because I, I don't have this in my mental vocabulary. Like, yeah. I don't understand what this means. Yeah, and you're not there yet. And I'm not there yet. Yep. Um, but it will supposedly completely, 100% clear up my psoriasis, which never, ever, ever in my life have I not had uh-huh. some kind of psoriasis somewhere on my body. Yep. Um, and it's, it's also supposed to help with, like, joint pain, which my EDS contributes to a lot. And... Yep. Um, so really, like, my quality of life might be better than I've ever actually known in my almost 40 years of life. Yeah, there's a, we were actually talking about this just the other day, that with, like, our keto journey, the health journey we're on, but also, like, these injections because of this diagnosis. Mm-hmm. So you have, like, a big milestone birthday coming up in <laughs> yes. October. Yes, I do. And there's a chance that you go into the next decade of your life literally healthier than you've been. Ever. Ever. Right. That's crazy. Yes. And so, and, you know, with my psoriasis where it was prior, I, I was not eligible for these injections. And mm-hmm. so, because it just wasn't bad enough, like it was obnoxious, but not life-threatening. But with this exfoliative erythroderma, um, nailed it, nailed it. I'm very proud of you. Um, it like, that is what made me eligible for these injections because it is life-threatening. Yeah. So, um, you, you know, there's, I think that there's some blessing in that. Like, it sucks that I've had to go through this, totally. but um, I, I think that there's some blessing in that. So we've, like, there are some, looking back, we see some things that um, that we didn't know were going to be potential game changers that we think were. Yes. And, you know, I'm, I'm going to touch on this for, just kind of go back to that for a real uh-huh. quick second. I think even our lifestyle um, and the fact that we can't have kids. Yeah. Um, because of my EDS. Um it has been recommended that we don't have kids um, because that could be very, very bad for me. Um, and, you know, I was just kind of thinking, like, how many if, – if we had kids, I don't know how we would have handled this. I genuinely don't know. I mean, I, I do not know. And I know that there are people that have kids that have gone through this, and I don't know how they did it because just the sheer, like – mental and physical and emotional and spiritual um toll it has taken on me and you um how would we have even had a second for children yeah no i no clue i i mean i literally do not know nope it would have had to have been like we hire a 24-hour live-in nurse right you know what i mean like there's i mean there's not there's there's genuinely no way without something like that right to figure that out yeah and so even just like you know just I, I don't know, just the blessing of not having kids. Yeah. You know, I mean, I I think something like that just would have been even more detrimental to me getting better. And my job oh my has gosh. been unbelievably understanding yeah. and um, really just like get what work done you can and you take care of you. And like they have not made me ever come in to work with all of this. And they um, have really never even – pushed me or made me feel bad about like I only logged on for an hour today because I can't I just don't have the energy or the mental capacity to work like they've just never made me feel bad about that which is unbelievable and actually makes me want to do more work for them because I know that they care about me more than they care about the work that I'm producing for them well you know what's interesting and we had this conversation this was weeks ago um as with any job and you've been at your job for um almost 14 years a long, long time. Mm-hmm. Um, any job you go through that long, you have moments of like, 
I, I should go do something else. Like I, you know, I'm, I'm ready for a change. I'm, right. You know, it's like I'm, I'm, I need to move on, just that kind of stuff. And you've had those kind of moments, um, and you've kind of wondered why you're still where you are. Yeah. But like honestly, I think this this is why. I think I I genuinely think that that's true. Yeah. That, um, like I, the way that they have treated you through this mm-hmm. has been worth anything. I, I mean, I, I just can't imagine because the reality is they could have been like, well, it's a rash. Show up. Right. And there was. Or n- you're not you're not able to work. So we're done with you. We're like, done with you. Right. Yeah. You're fired. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> but they've been like so gracious with you through something that's really hard. Yeah. And that's been. Yeah. So it's like you look at the way work has treated you, which gave you the flexibility to be home when you really couldn't have been anywhere else. Right. The fact that our lifestyle with without the ability to have kids, um, again, gave you the ability to rest and heal right and oh. you i mean i know oh, that yeah. you know a lot of people either just don't have a partner or they don't have an understanding partner who will get up every two hours and put lotion on me and yeah. like you know for a long long time you got literally nothing from me mm-hmm. like i i had nothing to give you yeah. and so um you were it was it was just taking care of me right. was the you know the our entire life mm-hmm. and um i i just know that there's a lot of people that don't have that like i'm so thankful that god gave me you well see and it seems like thank you by the way <laughs> um it seems like everything like in the middle of it which again still are it was easy to go kind of psalm 88 like darkness is my best friend <laughs> but then starting to go through it a little bit there are things that you look at it's like man like if any one of these things would have been different this would have been this could have ended very differently this could have ended very differently Mm -hmm. right and and all of a sudden you realize that it's like wait there's actually now a lot of things that had to have lined up for this to have to be turning out the way that it is yeah and so so sherry i want to talk a little bit about um kind of where you're at today like faith-wise like what do things look like today because again you're not out of this you don't Mm -hmm. want to you don't want to just like rainbows puppies and jesus this thing Mm -hmm. and so like where are you at today and yeah i think you said it like i i am i'm not out of it Mm -hmm. um i can see light far far away like there's there is a light um and so i do feel like i am there's hope for me to get out of not just my physical stuff but my spiritual stuff um, but I'm not there yet. And I, I just really don't want to be one of those people who is, you know, so angry at God in the midst of all this horribleness. And then the second things start to get better, you're like, just kidding. Like we're besties. Um, <laughs> I, I just, I don't want to be one of those people. I just, it, that's not who I am. That's not who I want to be. And, um, so really I think for me, like I'm not out of it yet. So I am still, <laughs> angry and questioning and um i th- i just i think that's okay I, agree. I i mean i think that it's honestly healthy i think that if you've never had any kind of um crisis of faith or anything that makes you really truly question what it is you believe i don't i don't know that you can say you have a strong faith yeah yeah i i just don't think that you can say that i think faith is one of those things that is there's a difference between belief and faith i think that you can have belief um, I think to me, faith happens when there's like a testing, 
And I think a lot of us live lives and go through this world with very little testing of faith, right? Um, Mm -hmm. And and this was one of those things that that you're still having your faith tested. Yeah. So one of the things that we talk about a lot, Sherry, uh, here in our home, also for me at work, and I need to explain this a little bit, is this idea of kairos moment. Yeah. So... Uh, in the Greek New Testament, we see a couple words used for time. We see the word chronos. Think of like chronology. Mm -hmm. Uh, That is like a timeline of life, right? There's a beginning and an end point of this time. But we see this other word used, uh, which is kairos. Now, kairos is a specific moment in time. It's like a uh, it's like an interruption. It's a breaking in. It's where like God is break. God's kingdom is breaking into yours or like, uh, okay, nerdy Star Wars fans, like disruption in the force, <laughs> right? It's a specific point in time, a moment of potential change. Mm-hmm. And so we ask, okay, what, what is a Kairos moment you're learning in this? And what that means is like, what is something in a specific season or day or time where God is trying to get your attention? Mm-hmm. Now, these aren't fully baked ideas, right? right. These are like cookie dough. <laughs> and so what happens is that I we... I do love cookie dough. I love, I love <laughs> me some cookie dough. Um, <laughs> like biggest distraction ever. <laughs> um, and so when we talk about like, okay, what's a Kairos moment? What we're really saying is like, hey, okay, what do you think God might be saying to you in this, right? Where do you think he might be trying to get your attention? Um, and so, sure, I was thinking that we could even end this episode not answering the two questions we always do. Mm-hmm. But like answering the question, like what's the Kairos moment currently? Not what's the like perfectly finished, fully baked idea. Fully baked idea. Right. Like, like what do you think God might be trying to say to you? I think that it's it's okay to question. It's okay to wrestle. It's okay to be angry. You know, it's not like He doesn't know this anyway. Um, you know, I truly believe that God is all knowing, um, and I'm I'm. <laughs> less believe right now that he's all loving but um (laughs) i do believe he's all knowing he knows my thoughts he knows my heart and you know i i can pretend that i'm okay with everything and just move right along and everything's gonna be fine but that's not actually where i'm at and he knows that and so i think that you know for me like one of the biggest kind of realizations is that it is absolutely okay for me to be like you know what god i don't like you right now yeah (laughs) i don't feel like you are a good god yeah um because he knows that. He knows that's how I feel. Yep. Um, and I I think that it's it's okay. And I think that it will eventually um, strengthen my faith and give me a, a better relationship with him, I think. Yeah. I think so, too. And I, I think that it's that's actually very similar to what my Kairos would be going through this, is that, like, if God's not big enough to wrestle with, then God's not big enough to worship. Right. Right? Like, if, if God can't handle me, like saying some like hey f you you suck (laughs) right then like he's no god at all right right you know what i mean like Mm -hmm. if he's not big enough to hear that if he's not big enough to take that then like i need to find a new god right if all he can handle is us just saying how wonderful and loving and perfect and great he is yeah um he's not a very big god yeah darkness is my best friend not you because you really suck right like (laughs) you have put me here (laughs) you put me here (laughs) yeah like that's in the bible yep right there are like peaceful pastures and there are great things in there as well but there's also the like you put me here you've abandoned me you reject me you reject me Mm -hmm. i'm crying out and you're nowhere to be found yep that's in there too it's in there and i think that i think that there's comfort in that for me because i've realized that like if it's in there then it's also in our journey yep and i just think that 
too often we don't talk about this. And so what happens, at least what what I think happens, because this is what's happened to me and I think it's what's happened to Sherry, is that when you get in those times and it feels like, man, I'm feeling some stuff that we don't talk a lot about in church. Mm-hmm. It feels like there might be something wrong with me or my faith isn't strong enough or my, right. Right. you know what I mean? Yep. Yes. And I think that, um, yeah, like I, I, it's almost, I think the reason people don't talk about this is that it's kind of taboo. Like, oh, well, your faith just isn't strong enough or, right. you know. And I just think that that is a load of crap. <laughs> um, <laughs> I had other words I was going to say, but I'm going to try to keep this friendly. I, you know, I just. Well, I think we already ruined the family friendly episode. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, I just, I don't know. Like, I I think that it is perfectly okay to um, not be okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and, you know, to kind of touch on like some of the the worship songs and you know everything's going to be fine and he's our rescuer, um, which I say with a little bit of bite in my voice, I was just, just say, because there was a lot of bite in that one. I ju- I'm just not there yet. Um, yeah. And you know I've been in seasons where I fully believe that and I can sing that with all my heart. And then I, this is just not one of those. Yep. Um, the songs that have been speaking to me more mm-hmm. are, um, I mean they're secular songs, but it's. Um, Missy Higgins, who's one of my favorite artists, has a song called Night Minds, mm-hmm. where she's talking about kind of just sitting in the dark with your friend. And, like, I've been there, too. I know that it's easier to jump off this ledge, um, <laughs> but I'm not going to let you because I've been through it. We're going to get through it together. Um, those are the kinds of songs that are actually speaking to me more mm-hmm. than these God Will Rescue You bullcrap songs. That's right. Well, <laughs> and one of the things we were talking about earlier upstairs was even that... Like, even with that concept, um, you know, kind of looking down the road at why this may have happened, which, again, I think that there will be a time for us to say, okay, well, what was the right leap? What was the lesson, right? Right. Um, in the middle of it's maybe not it. But one of the things we were talking about was this really amazing verse in, I think it's First Corinthians, that talks about how, like, the God of all comfort you, or the God of all comfort will comfort you, which, by the way, doesn't feel like he is, <laughs> right? Let's be honest. Nope. Uh, it says the God of all comfort will comfort you. Um, but then it says, so that right. um, you then can comfort those in their moment of need. That like right. what you've gone through, the comfort you've received from God isn't just for you. It's for somebody else who needs that. Which doesn't make me feel a lot better right now. No, not at all. It sucks. <laughs> well, not only I don't it... want to have to go through this so I can help somebody else. Let Dang somebody it. else comfort them. Right. <laughs> right. Like how about somebody else? Um, or being like, wait a second, like you're not even comforting me. Right. <laughs> I mean, I, I do hope that, you know, there is an end to this and I can look back and be like, okay, like I can see his fingerprints. Um, and he was actually comforting me when I didn't think he was. But, but right now I don't feel it. <laughs> I mean, I just, I feel like he's got his foot on my neck and is laughing. Like, yeah. you know, I just, <laughs> yeah. I don't, I don't, I'm not feeling the comfort right yeah. now. Darkness is my best friend. He's not the God of all comfort. No, <laughs> right not now. at all. Yeah. Yeah. And so I think that that's, I don't know. I think that's been helpful. It's also been helpful for me um, to have somebody that, to have these conversations with. Yeah. Like, and to sort of wrestle out loud with mm-hmm. and to not, because there's a lot of people that we could have, we, there's a lot of people that we couldn't have this conversation with. Yes. Because what you'd get would just be like these empty faith statements mm-hmm. and like pointless verses and right. like you know what i mean yep. just like, and honestly even just like that this is all going to make sense someday yeah i don't care i don't i want it to make sense now yeah. i don't care if in a decade this makes sense i need relief right now yeah and i'm getting none <laughs> and i'm getting none right so this is not something we talked about and maybe we'll dive deeper into this in the future Uh-oh. 
Um, nope, not, <laughs> not enough. I think you'll be able to, to answer this. Okay. Um, in the middle, as you've gone through stuff, we've had a lot of people who have been very kind and very generous to us and very loving to us. Yes. But like, what is something that brought you comfort in this from a person? What is something that, you don't have to give names. Is there anything that like people did or someone did that was just like, you know what, like in the middle of this, that was breath to me. Um, yes, I've had a few. Mm -hmm. Um, and honestly, it's been, um, the people who are just like, you know what, this sucks and I'm sorry and I'm going to sit with you through it and, um, we can lament how unfair this is together. Yeah. Um, those to me have been kind of the most life-giving because, um, that's where I'm at. Like it's, you know, I'm just, I'm not okay. And I, I, I don't want people to tell me that it's going to be okay because I'm not there yet. I mean, yep. I don't feel like I'm going to be okay. Like, I feel like I have been on this journey forever and there's no actual end in sight. Like, I can see this tiny little dot of light, but it's so far away that I'm, I'm not there yet. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't want to keep going through this to get to that light. Like, I yeah. just want to be done. Totally. <laughs> I, I love that answer because to me, and it's one of the things, and again, we haven't, we hadn't talked about this at all beforehand. To me, I think that there is something about, like, the presence, like, just, like, the withness, mm-hmm. right? Like, the showing up and, like, I'm going to simply be with you in the shitstorm that you're going through right. rather than trying to, like, convince you that it's not really that bad or that, like, you're going to be okay or that, like, there's going to be a brighter day tomorrow or whatever. Like, mm-hmm. I'm going to be with you in the middle of this and, like, I'm not going to help you try to fix it. I'm not going to help you, like, feel better about it. I'm just going to be with you in it. Right. Yeah. Like that to me is there's something about that. And I feel like, I feel like sometimes we don't do that as people because that feels like it's not enough. Yes. Right. I feel like I need to bring like, I need to bring more. I need to, I need to be positive. I Or I need to try to like, I need to try to lift Sherry up or I need to try to like make her feel better mm-hmm. when the reality is. And this is one of the things that I learned. Oh gosh. Fairly early on in this. And we were talking about this a little bit earlier is that there was nothing that I could do to fix this. Right. And that, that was actually the hardest thing for me because like I'm I'm a fixer and I believe that like my role as your husband is to like take care of you and provide for you and care well for you. And then you go through something where I literally can't do that. Right. Like I can't make this you better. You can put lotion on me every couple of hours, but like it's not actually making it better. It's just helping it not hopefully get worse. That's right. <laughs> and so like, and so for me, it was even difficult because I wanted to just be like, what can I do? How can I make it better? What can I do? How can I make it better? And that didn't help at all. Right. And so what I actually had to do, and I think we'll probably talk about more about this in the future is, is I realized early on that one of the things that would not be helpful was being always there. Smothering. Smothering Sherry. Right. And so what I would do, what our routine was. What do you I, need? How can I help? What, what, do you, what can I bring in? Is, <laughs> is her water full? Does she have her medicine? Does she have food if she's hungry? Does she, like I would have the things that she really needed, right? Um, that that I knew would help her, that would help her feel better. I would make sure she always had every two hours. Wake up and do lotion. Every like whatever was needed. But then, I would come downstairs. Yeah. And I would get on Instagram Live, or I'd work on Shop Forty Nine stuff, or I would I would make myself invisible because I knew that if I just hovered, that that would just completely not help at all it stresses me out because then i feel like i need to find things for you to do yep um and then i just feel like i'm babysitting and so like i needed <laughs> to meet the practical needs that i could meet to help yeah 
like I need to like, remind you that I loved you. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> um, and like, what can I get you? But then like, and I now you're with me through it. A hundred percent. I'm yeah. not going anywhere. Yeah. But then, um, like I needed to go away. Yeah. Because you needed that. Yeah. Yep. Like you didn't need me hovering 24 hours a day. Like, what can I get you? What can I do for you? Yeah. And so like, <laughs> I was with you as much as I could be, but then also realized that like one of the most loving things I could do for you was disappear. Yeah. <laughs> right? Which doesn't make a lot of sense, but it, it, it did. I mean, that was, yeah. It was helpful. It was, that was helpful. Like the most you would help me was to not help me. Isn't that crazy? Yep. Yeah. I could be with you. Yep. But like, and let you know that, but not, that didn't mean constantly like bombarding you with things. Right. You guys, this has been a hell of a journey and it still is. It still is. And I, I'm tired. Yep. <laughs> Um, I'm still not sleeping well, and um, my skin is to the point where I don't have to set an alarm anymore, which is fantastic. Totally. Um, but um, it's not better yet, and it's still painful and still itchy, and um, it's just, it's not, it's not good yet. I'm yep. not okay. Yep. I'm still not okay. Darkness is still a pretty good friend. <laughs> Darkness is still just my friend. And yeah. 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 I think that I have been, I've been really proud because of, of watching you go through this, because I think that the work you've done on your faith over the last decade to really know what you believe is the thing that ultimately is going to be one of the things that carries your faith through this. Yeah. I'm convinced that if you hadn't have done that work, like you would have trashed this whole thing. Yeah, I think so. And honestly, because it was like, you know, what you said earlier, it was, it's belief versus faith. Yeah. And that, you know, I've, I've had these beliefs my whole life, um, but they were just what I was told to believe. Yep. And so really actually making it my own and, um, you know, truly to my core, believing that ultimately God is good. Yeah. Well, and I, I want to touch on that real quick. Because, like, to me, that's one of the thoughts that I've been having a lot during this is a, a, a wrestle with that statement. Yeah. And, and here's why, is that I think that too often I believe that God is situationally good. Yeah. So that God is good when, right? God is good if. God is good, that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. But the reality of, like, believing that God is good, like, that means that we believe that even when in the middle of this, there was no answer. And no relief. Right. God was still good. If the injections didn't work, God would have still been good. If yeah. the, right, like the, if, if God is ultimately good, not situationally good, then he is good, period. Not he is good if or he is good when. Yeah. And that's been a bit of a mind shift to me because like, I it's easy in like our middle class American YouTuber life <laughs> to have like, oh man, isn't God really good? Like we got another stimulus check. Oh man, isn't God really good? We got this or isn't God really good? We got this. But, but being able to say that God is good when I feel completely abandoned by him. That's different. <laughs> that's different. That, that to me, that is faith, not belief. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I, I agree with that. And I think that kind of harkens back to my, my Kairos that he he's he's big enough to handle this like yep. ultimately i do know in my heart of hearts that he is good that he loves me i just don't feel it right now yep um and which is hard i mean i i do feel like 
you know, I'm almost 40 years into my life of following him and he doesn't care. Like yeah. it means nothing to him right now, <laughs> right? which stings a bit. <laughs> yeah. Um, but you know, I, I just, I, I'm going to make it through this. I know that I will. And I think that I'll be stronger on the other side of it. It's just really, really hard right now. Mm-hmm. I'm proud of you for being able to wrestle with this stuff. Thanks. Yep. I'm looking forward though to being done with it. Oh my gosh. I I just, and you know, I mean, there's, there's even just like things like plans we had this weekend that, um, we have to cancel because I, I truly thought when we made the plans and we said we'd be there, um, that this would be at least far enough behind us that I would be okay going and I'm, I'm not. And it, that breaks my heart (laughs) that we can't be there for this big thing. And like, I hate that. Yeah. Because of this. Because of this. Yeah. Because it's just hanging on. So, not out of the woods, still on the journey. Yeah. Um, but I think that this was the right time to have this conversation because I think that, uh, here, here's what I'll say. I still believe that there are just going to be times in our life in the future when we're going to need to go back and listen to this and, like, yeah. remind ourselves of this. Listen to some Missy Higgins. Listen to some Death Cab for Cutie. Read Psalm 88. <laughs> I will follow you into the dark. It's going to yeah. be fine. Yep. Yeah. Like, like read some Psalm 88 and be like, like okay. This, like, is, this is where I'm at. Yeah, this is where I'm at. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, my best friend Darkness is back. What's up? <laughs> hello, Darkness. Hello, Darkness. Hello, hello, Darkness, my old friend. Oh, my gosh. So good. Since I think in song lyrics. Oh, my gosh. So, friends, we love you guys. Thanks yeah. for thanks for listening to our discussion, our conversation on this. Um, And here's what I'm not going to do. I'm not going to end this with some kind of inspirational joyous thing no because it's not real (laughs) it's not real and honestly like i will say like those questions at the end of this podcast um have been really really hard for me Mm -hmm. because it's so hard for me to find joy or inspiration in any of this like i have been sitting in complete darkness yeah for three months yep um, and so looking for those flickers of light has been really, really hard for you me. You just need to rise up on Eagle's wings. I do. I know. <laughs> All right, friends. We love you guys so much. Thanks for listening to Lug Life Podcast. Uh, you can connect with us on Instagram, uh, where it's not all doom and gloom all the time. But just so you know. um, and, or on Facebook. Uh, thank you so much to our patrons who make this whole thing possible. They yes. make everything that we do possible. And even more than that, like, I'm going to just, I want to spike this. Uh, their monthly support of us has even given us like financial breath that we need during this time as we're bombarded with medical bills. So like mm-hmm. your supporting us has been life to us. So yes. thanks to our patrons who, who make all this possible friends. We love you guys. And I would actually be interested to know, um, if you can just shoot us a comment on Facebook or Instagram uh-huh. or, um, shoot us an email, um, leglife at gmail.com. Leglife at gmail.com. I, I have you wrestled with this, um, are you wrestling currently with this? Uh, how can we pray for you? Um, I know that people even just saying, like, how can I pray for you? Or I am praying for you. Like, not even just like a, are you okay? No, I'm not okay. This is, you know, just people just being like, this is how I'm praying for you. Um, has been really great for oh, me. So, that's good to know. Yeah. And so um, let us know if you're going through it and how we can we can pray for you. I love that. Hopefully too many of you guys weren't offended when we were honest about our our, our season of, of FUs to God. There's been a few. There's, there's been there's not been, even a few. There's no, been a I lot. Was just gonna there's say, been a lot. There's not been a few. There's um, been a lot. The swears occurring. And I'm I'm just thankful and I keep going back to that thought that like if he's not big enough to take that stuff, then like He's not big enough. He's not big enough. Yep. <laughs> it's like time to find a new God because he's not big enough to hear that from me. 
it's time to find a new one. Yeah. So, friends, we love you guys, and we will see you, or you'll hear us. Yeah. Still a terrible ending. I know. There's no good way to end a podcast. Know. It's weird. Catch right, you later. Catch you later, <laughs> homies. So weird. We'll see you guys on the next Lug Life podcast. <laughs>